Table Fries is hosted by Jean Hopkins, Chief Revenue Officer, and Mayher Govadia, Lead QA Analyst at OneScreen AI. Backed with 30 plus years of experience in marketing technology and data, Jean builds sustainable customer and team relationships while bridging the gap between marketing and sales organizations. Mayher is bringing the stories of their team members in India, front and center, always looking for the unique skills and experiences they each bring to OneScreen AI. everybody and welcome to the next edition of Table Fries. With me today is Jen Steele who is the new CEO of Kissmetrics and I've known Jen for over a decade. We started working uh, together at HubSpot uh, where our chairs were next to each other. We had moved to this new building and both of us wanted the window. We both, we both like ran to the, the desk that had the window, uh, window side. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're laughing because you know exactly what I'm and talking And we would about. crash into each other. If we both tried to stand up at the same time, um, our chairs would hit. <laughs> yes. it was it was pretty tight quarters we we have to admit and and the open floor plan too so yes our chairs were banging against each other but we also had the window and that building being over a hundred years old the windows opened remember that we were on the second floor and yes. we opened the windows that, that was, was and exciting then, and then we all got in trouble because squirrels were coming <laughs> Because we were leaving them open overnight, right? That's right. We were leaving them open and the squirrels would come in and start getting food off of uh, (laughs) sales team members' uh, tables and desks and that sort of thing. But it's so exciting to have you here because you just started on Monday. You just started as a CEO of a company. And that's pretty exciting and it's a wonderful opportunity. And you and I had a quick conversation yesterday. So what's what made you take this opportunity or what was the decision-making process that went into right. doing this particular thing? I wasn't planning to leave my role. I, I was VP of marketing at Reprise. It's a really fast-growing company. I was working with another person we worked with at HubSpot, uh, Sam Clemens, who was our head of product yes. at the time. Uh, and uh, Somebody pinged me and said, hey, Kissmetrics, or they didn't tell me the company, they're looking for a go-to-market CEO. And and I've had marketing mm-hmm. roles, I've had sales roles. And I, Jean, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I had never been in marketing before HubSpot. So there you were, the queen of marketing. <laughs> And we were in the same, we were in the same sales class, right? We were both learning the product together. I had just come off of like running IT departments at law firms. And I Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. I didn't know how to be in a startup. I mean, I went from wearing suits every day to wearing jeans and a t-shirt. But I include that because I've had a ton of different experience. I've had lots of different industries. I've had lots of different things. And the board really liked that I've managed sales teams and marketing teams. Mm -hmm. I've done product. I've done IT. I've worked for private equity companies before. And so I'm really good at finance because you don't have a choice if you're in marketing and working at a private equity-backed company. It's true that. (laughs) And so they said, yes, we want you. And I went, huh. And then I realized something interesting, which was I had a lot of different people I could ask for advice. 
But on that list of people that I trusted enough to tell about an opportunity that I might not or might not happen, I had one woman I asked who was a COO and zero female CEOs, tons of male CEOs. And at some point during that process, I realized if nothing else, I needed to take the role for the sisterhood. Yeah. (laughs) And not just for myself. But honestly, you know, I've been in marketing for about 13 years now. And mm-hmm. I was in IT for about 11 years. And apparently I like changing careers about that often. Well, you've done a lot of really amazing things. Uh, after you left HubSpot, you went to Amazon. That's mm-hmm. how you ended up in Seattle, uh, yep. where you still live now. And then then you were running marketing for MarTech company, Madison Logic. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've done a lot of things. And then, of course, Reprise, uh, where we got back in connection again, right. is because you actually, as part of the Series B for Reprise, Um, You wanted to do a big outdoor campaign, and we did a campaign for you in November of last year, 2021, where we did Boston, uh, Times Square in New York, and San Francisco. And we do have some positive results from that, and that was a lot of fun to be able to do that. It was a lot of work. (laughs) And, (laughs) And you were asked, which is an unusual thing, is Sam asked you to spend 10x of your former marketing budget. And I remember you telling me that. And I'm like, I've never heard of a CEO ever saying, go out there and spend, young woman. Yeah, it was, uh, that's hilarious because I was actually the oldest member of the executive team. But um, (laughs) go out there and spend. I mean, it made sense because we were doing a big raise and as part of a new category, we wanted we wanted to be the 800-pound gorilla. And right. what I loved about using Out of Home and getting in touch with you for that project was that we looked like it. We looked a heck of a lot. Like, I, I think I once said, Out of Home, like, embiggens your brand. <laughs> it just yeah, makes you yeah, look a lot funny. bigger than you are. And that's what I was trying to do. And we also did a smaller conference campaign for you at Scottsdale, Arizona for Mm -hmm. the B2B marketing exchange event where you were a sponsor Mm -hmm. and you had a booth. And I remember you telling me at the time that people, they saw you, they saw the LED truck, they saw what was had the baggage claim, again, making you look much, much larger because the insinuation is that you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to make your mark. Right. And I think you did a really good job for about 20. 20 yeah, I think it was 000. about 20. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because my it, team talked me big. out of getting that one airport billboard down the escalator that was like an additional 10,000. And they're like, Jen, we don't need it. I'm like, but it's a cool one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ramp bought a lot of those in Miami <laughs> when uh, during Miami Tech Week, when Ramp came out with their new campaign, they bought a lot of those escalator ones and they got huge visibility from them. Yeah. But Let's stop talking about work a little bit. (laughs) I I wanted to ask you a a little, I've got a couple of questions I like to ask people. How do you determine the priorities of your day? What goes through your head when you're thinking about, what do I have to get done today? So there's the good days and the bad days. So on the good days, I have probably thought about it the night before. I may have even put in a few calendar blocks. Like I know exactly what I'm going to get up and attempt to do. And I say attempt because you never know. On the bad days, I get up and I open my Slack and I open my email and they drive me. And that's not Mm. the best way to do it because then the urgent supersedes the important. And so when I can take time to think, that's how I figure it out. And then it is like, what's going to get me the best bang for my buck? What I always tell my teams to do, especially teams that are struggling with prioritization, is here are our company goals. Compare your to-do list with our company goals. Right. And if you can't figure out how it applies, then perhaps reconsider doing that task. 
Funny. I do the same thing with myself. <laughs> like, is this going to, is this just a flight of fancy that my CEO had or will it help me with the company goals? Right. And you now as a CEO, you know how powerful your role is because anytime the CEO asks for something, all of a sudden it becomes job one for people that are further down the food chain. Because the smaller the company, you bump into people on Slack, you bump into them in email, you bump into them in a meeting, even though we're physically not mm -hmm. necessarily in the same office. And the CEO will say, hey, have you thought about um, Twinkies for you know direct mail service or something? Right. And then all of a sudden that person goes running back to their desk or their virtual desk and starts looking up, how do I mail Twinkies or something? <laughs> and yes. it's like, that was just a toss away. And mm -hmm. yet that person was ready to do something that was important and valuable. So I've had to I've had to slap quite a few CEOs upside the head with the two by four <laughs> to be able to say, when you ask my team to do something and you didn't ask me to, if it was possible, they're going to go off on a tear because they think that your word is the most important thing in the universe. Right. So how are you going to keep yourself from doing that? So I think a lot of CEOs fall into the trap of, I call them idea puppies, um, where they're like, oh, here's an idea. <laughs> they're like an excited puppy, right? Like, oh, here's an idea. Oh, here's an idea. And those are the most dangerous. They're also some of the most fun to work with because they'll have these crazy out of the box things. And they, mm -hmm. I love that they push me. I don't love that they cause chaos on my team. I am not an idea puppy. I mean, I really straddle the line between creative and very like numbers oriented I have a distinctive mandate. I worked with the board to make sure my incentives aligned with that mandate. And as such, I don't think that I will be as much of an idea puppy just because I don't have the latitude right now. Right, um, right, right. The other thing I'm planning to do, and stay tuned as to whether or not this works, is <laughs> basically record a Friday video to just be like, here's what I'm thinking, especially the first few months when I'm still synthesizing. Sure. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what we're doing. Like, for example, my tech team, my DevOps team is doing a big migration uh, for AWS this week that we have to do. And so... Right. I want to reassure them that go team with right. that migration, right? right? That is your top priority because otherwise the product's going to go down, right? And so being able to communicate that out on a weekly cadence, at least at first, mm -hmm. is, is kind of my plan. We'll see if it works. I, I like that. That's a personal touch. It's uh, they get to see you. They get to see who you are. They get to understand what your values are in, in an organization. So you, you mentioned a lot of things about how you prioritize. I love the idea puppy. I always call it the, you know, the glittery object, you know, squirrel. Yes. And, and then everybody yes. has to go running after the squirrel. What's the one thing you've only been there for a week. And so if I were to ask you in a month, you'd probably be able to talk to it right now, but in your current role, all one week, all four plus days of it, um, <laughs> what's the one thing you're most proud of your team? Have they been able to accomplish so far? You told me quite a few things yesterday. You told me about how there were a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you said that this ha this happened and that happened. You've been able to focus. You've been able to ask right. people where things are and, mm -hmm. and they've been highly responsive. So that's good. Yes. They just needed somebody to ask the right questions. Right. There were some issues with, you know, pipeline that yeah. I was able to unstick very easily. Mm -hmm. And now my team is able to work leads, which is always a good mm -hmm. thing. Right. And as far as like the, on the tech side, as I said, they mostly needed me to rubber stamp what they were already doing, but mm -hmm. the looks of relief on their face when I said, yes, please keep doing this. Right. Keep going. <laughs> kind of keep huge. going. Yes. Those are big wins. But in your previous role, what would you point to as the, like the biggest win? I mean, 
you had launches, you introduced a free version. I mean, you've just had so many exciting things. What would be the top one, do you think? It's really hard to say almost okay. anything else except for the the big series, because we did a product launch with the Series B and a conference sponsorship and all the out-of-home stuff. And it really got us a very sharp uptick in everything. Mm -hmm. It led to a great December. I mean, December is great in SaaS anyhow, but I'd like to yeah, take credit miracle. for some of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it with very few bodies on the team. You did. Because while we eventually did get to like 12 people on the marketing team, I think at the time we had four and two just started or something like that. I brought in a consultant that I eventually hired, mm -hmm. but fundamentally it was basically two or three of us doing nearly all the work for it. And so I can't help but be be pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Laura's amazing. I mean, you know, yes. as a creative, I mean, I, she's not only creative, but she's just as organized as you are. And <laughs> it really made things go and go faster, but she was on top of everything. Right. Um, it was a nice. And I do have to correct you. She is 10 times as organized as I am. I don't think I've ever met anyone more organized than Laura. Okay. Well, let's hats off to Laura because I loved working with yes. her. Just she kept us She's on amazing. the straight and, and, and narrow. What is the one decision that had the biggest impact on your growth during the past year? Let's say on your growth, your growth as a, on my personal growth. Yeah, personal growth or your leadership or whatever. I mean, because we all like to be in places where we can grow. If we're including the past week, I have to say nothing is going to grow me like the CEO role is. Okay. And so that's definitely probably an outlier because usually my decisions are, you know, I decided to try something new in marketing that I'd never done or go out on a limb and hire somebody that maybe I needed to learn from. Uh, but I think in this given the time box, it's got to be the CEO role. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in the past year, is there any decision that you might've done differently? Is there anything oh, in, in retrospect? I, I know, you know, <laughs> like I think about this all the time myself. I mean, I ask our guests on table fries and I think about it. Well, I could probably have done this differently. You know, I think about it, but is there anything in retrospect that you, you would think about? It doesn't have to be private or business or anything like that, but just right. what, so that people understand that making decisions is part of what we're supposed to do and they're not always right. And I think mm -hmm. that so many people are afraid to make decisions because they're afraid of being wrong. And I ask this question because I want people to understand that it's okay to make a decision and have it not work out well. Is there anything that you would point to? Um, I, there are probably two of them. Okay. One is before I 10 x my budget, I didn't buy a certain attribution tool that I knew very well because I'd worked there um, and went with a different attribution tool that honestly didn't jive with my brain, it turns out. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad attribution tool. It's just since I cut my teeth literally working for one of them, that's the way I think about it. And then we 10x our budget and it was very hard to report out on all of those, what we got out of things. Right. And because it was hard to report out, certain things didn't happen. Like if some of the conference leads got dropped on the floor rather than being uploaded because we didn't have that visibility. Right. That was honestly probably one of the biggest mistakes of my career that I'll like, but it felt like that horseshoe nail poem, like for one, the nail, the shoe was lost, lost for one, the, the shoe, the horse was lost, et cetera, and so on. <laughs> the race was um, lost. And, <laughs> yes. And so it was like for want of a good reporting tool that I understood. Right. Inherently. Um, a yeah. lot of, a lot of things fell through the cracks. Yeah. That's, so that's tough. That's, that's probably the big one. <laughs> Were you convinced by other people to go with the tool that you went with or you just, I went cheap. You went cheap. Okay. 
Yeah. And, it, and, and I did check references and I had colleagues that used it and, and that was fine. It just didn't align with my brain. It's good that you know that. It's good that you yes. know that. Uh, can you give a wicked, wicked loving shout out to a team member? I know it would be Laura, but you must have others. <laughs> I was going to say Laura Kim, who is still at Reprise, is I've hired her twice and have regretted exactly zero times. Yeah. And I have to say, the other person at Reprise that has been amazing is Christine Marchetta. Mm -hmm. And she's the events person. And she's the best events person I have ever worked with in my entire career. That, And we all know events are difficult. You can find a food and bev person that you know loves the food and loves the beverages, but you need events to be a comprehensive marketing program. The pre, the during, the post, the debrief, yep. the planning, making sure sales, you know, it's just running the whole thing is tough. Mm -hmm. And uh, you really need somebody that's very organized to, yes. to be able to do that and, and being able to be pushy enough. So here's yeah. my final, oh, oh, this isn't my final question. I forgot. <laughs> Here we go. It's uh, I told you what the final, final one was, but um, what is the one piece of advice that someone gave you that has stood the test of time in your life? Oh my. It's so funny because I can remember, I can, I know the advice I usually give because <laughs> I've had to give it a lot because people always ask me. As for advice that I've gotten, it has stood the test of time. It's probably take time to think mm. because I do move very, very fast. And while mm. I do think very, very fast, I don't think as fast as I move. And so it's okay to take time to think. It's okay to not have an answer immediately is uh, probably is very good advice for me that I actually need to remember now as I'm starting a new role and I have to like come up with a whole plan and synthesize everything. That means I really need to take time to think. Yeah. And the benefit is it's a smaller company. Um, you probably don't have 900 meetings yet. I mean, that, no. that there is that benefit. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and you also are on the West Coast. So, but you, your entire team is virtual. So all yes. of you are virtual right now. But here's my final question. What's the ringtone on your telephone? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't basically, I basically don't let it ring. I have, I have robo killer. I've got a work mode on my iPhone that only lets a few people through. And honestly, usually I have it silent. So I only actually manage to pick up the phone when it's vibrating in my hand, like when I'm waiting for takeout to come and they oh, need geez. to call me. <laughs> so I honestly have no idea what my ringtone is. Oh, that's too funny. Well, thank you, Jen Steele. We really appreciate all your time Thanks. today. And we're really looking forward to learning more about your escapades as a CEO of this company. I'm personally going to do everything humanly possible to help make you super successful and really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Table Fries with hosts Gene Hopkins and Mayher Govadia from One Screen AI. Gene and Mayher set out to interview every woman working at One Screen AI. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. Check out your favorite podcast apps or visit us at tablefries.com where the most current episodes will always be waiting for you. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. <laughs>